So I mentioned uh, several episodes ago, I took a trip to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I've I been remember. pretty fascinated. Uh, <laughs> pretty fascinated with the Polynesian culture and history, and I, I read a book called Sea People, S-E-A, People. Uh, mm-hmm. Really fascinating about how, you know, the whole, it, well, like I said in the, in the previous episode, it's, uh, it was like Moana, but science book or something like that, right? It's uh, the true story of how the, all these crazy Polynesians found their way across the Pacific uh, Ocean. Um, that's pretty cool stuff. But it's actually... Yeah, it is. So they these Polynesian uh, wayfinders they explored like ten million square miles of the Pacific Ocean in an, in outrigger canoes without any, um, you know, like modern Western equivalent of uh, navigational technology. So they're doing this by um, you know watching the stars, just the prevailing winds, all sorts of like being attuned with all of these signs and things that you wouldn't even look like where the birds flying and how the fish are swimming. But this book says, uh, one thing they used to navigate were ocean swells and a swell is different from a wave. They're really hard to actually see. You actually more feel an, uh, an ocean swell. And it said, the book said, quote, sometimes even laying on the deck of the boat to feel the pitch and roll and disentangle the competing ocean forces. But the most sensitive balance instrument were a man's testicles. Oh, so essentially, okay. Polynesian truck nuts were <laughs> the navigational aid. I told you they had a use. <laughs> right. Look at the navigation on that guy. I told you. Well, let right. me put my balls so on the boat and find out. Where are we going? Does he, are we lost? <laughs> Hold on. Let me get out my balls. <laughs> uh, my left nut says uh, Easter Island should be this way. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said you knew which way to go. I do. Just let me. This is important. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're navigating ocean swells, even though it's on the highway in the middle of a continent. But just in case, right. no one sneaks up on them. <laughs> right. They'll be ready. <laughs> Yep. I mean, those things, can, those suckers can come out of nowhere. Ugh, those truck things are disgusting. Oh, because they're, what, oh, the big truck nuts. Yes, it's Polynesian appropriation. Uh. <laughs> I was going to say, do you imagine there were like two Polynesian guys who were like, man, that was our thing. That was, they got to ruin everything. Saturday, Saturday at the Fillmore East Ballroom. It's the legendary Free Legal Advice Podcast Battle of the Bands, Bands, Bands. That's right. You'll see the biggest names in rock, hip hop, rap, R&B, soul, reggae, every genre and all fusions of all possible combinations. That's right. Uh, Sponsored by... Uh, the Free Legal Advice Podcast and whatever it is I'm drinking, we're going to have the Battle of the Bands uh, live here on Flap. Uh, so how we're going to do this, folks, listeners, members of the listening audience, I have asked Corey, Matt, and Grant to each come up with a band or entertainer, and I am going to put them through the paces. So this is not your traditional Battle of the Bands. Uh, they're not going to be playing their best songs we're going to really challenge them 
and uh, you will, at the end of this, you will have the definitive legal definition of the best band <laughs> in the world. Ben, you, you mentioned a, you know, a sponsor, and then you just said, whatever you're drinking. That was a real missed opportunity. Like, there could have been, there has to be some sort of free legal advice premium vodka, right? Like, some, some sort of premium spirit that we... Didn't you come up saying. with that already? There was a, uh, them shanks or old shanks? Old them that. shanks? Them old, them old shanks. Them, them old, old shanks. shanks. Didn't we yeah. move on to selling cask strength pib? Barrel strength pib. Barrel strength Mr. Pib. Barrel strength pib. Thank you. Open that bitch up and let it breathe. There's a fermented uh, yellow drink from Plotchman's that uh, I've heard <laughs> is quite potent. Mm. <laughs> they make a mustard schnapps. Mustard, they make a mustard wine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mustard wine. Well, what we're getting at, uh, dear listener, is that if you listen to any one episode, it it really doesn't make any sense. But the more you listen to, it all the more they make a, sense. An intricate tapestry. If there's yes. a part where you're not laughing, you would be if you listened to them all. It's your fault. Yep, we blame you. <laughs> uh, Corey, would you please tell me... Uh, which band, or tell me about the act that you, tell me about your fighter. So you've got a dog box in the back of your truck and you're about to open it up and get out your contestant and or contestants. Well, we got. uh, as people on the video stream can see, I'm in a seersucker suit and I've got my suspenders <laughs> on and I'm just going to slap my big old belly and say, well, I think I'll just let this fella out of his crate. I do it really nonchalant mm-hmm. and I bust open a crate with Ringo fucking star in it. Ringo. Whoa. Ringo. Ringo. Wow, the fourth best of the Beatles. Solo Ringo. <laughs> One of the second last Beatles. One of the last two Beatles. That's important. Oh. There's two Beatles left. He's going to get that tontine. He's going to get that yellow submarine. <laughs> Legendary uh, longevity, that Ringo. The um, deathless beetle. Okay, so you had one beetle in there. You had Ringo in the dog box. That's your contestant for the battle Wait, are of we? the bands. Are we sure, Corey? You don't want to shake that thing and see if a couple more beetles roll out? <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a good kick. I don't think you know how many bands Ringo has been in. Yeah. Yeah, there's the All-Star Band, and, probably others. And two others. <laughs> and two others. Uh, Lord of the Ringo. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Matt, you roll up in a minivan and the side door slides open and who comes out? Now... Ben, I, I, we're doing this on air. I think it's okay for, for the audience to hear how the, the sausage is made. I'm going to suggest a band. And if you say that band is probably not going to be great for this competition, I have a backup. But when that uh, door of this uh, windowless van slides open, none other than Frank Cream and the Dream Machine roll out uh, to their audience of several who know who that band is. Now, do you think that, do you admit them into the Battle of the Bands or do we have to turn them away at the gate? Hold on a second, I've got a stick here. Uh, I've got a stick, a striped stick with a piece of tape at the top and it says, you must be this famous to ride. Let me see. Ooh, you've been on a TV show. Uh, you've mm-hmm. been the background Star- of a TV A starring show. role, essentially. I'm sorry you haven't been on terrestrial radio. Uh, you haven't been uh, on a, a clear channel radio play. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll see. You can you can see how they would have prepared, how they would have held up, but uh, they they're not an official entrant. They're an exhibition match, like an exhibition event in the Olympics. 
Got it. Yeah, so they're they're an exhibition band, and perhaps I could make some exhibition calls throughout the episode, but not famous enough, although they, as you said, Ben, they have been featured on the TV series The Mayans and The Republic of Sarah. Uh, if you don't know them, you should check out their new 2018 release, Hot Gowanus Nights, available wherever uh, you can listen to music that pays uh, the artist royalties. Uh, and stay tuned for an exciting upcoming re- project from Frank Cream and the Dream uh, Machine that they recorded two years ago. But okay, so they're, I they're did, just going uh, to listen to their fresh. latest 2018 release uh, recently. I was thinking about Orion's balls because of it. <laughs> okay, so members of Frank Cream and the Dream Machine uh, actually are going to be in the front row of the Battle of Bands competition, but that windowless van door is still open, and you start hearing. A one two, a one two, a p- oh. uh, the original B I Z, Emma's the A R K I E, Bismarcky is coming to the Battle of the Bands. Wow, all right, Bismarcky, uh, definitely famous. Uh, he he's famous enough to use the toothpick as, uh, or to use the measuring stick as a toothpick. So, and he's got a gap <laughs> big enough to do it too. So, between every single tooth, somehow, but. I love Bismarcky. Yep, Bismarcky, you're in the Battle of the Bands. Two solo acts, not what I would have predicted so far. Ringo does the thing where he goes, ooh, with his collar a little bit. He's like, ooh, mouth, mouth drummer. Uh, yeah, we have a drummer and a mouth drummer so far. Wow, okay. Mm. Interesting. Uh, all right, so a huge holiday tin of flavored popcorn comes up. There's caramel corn, there's <laughs> cheese corn, and in the th- after we take the lid off, in the third triangle, what is it, Grant? Well, I mean, we got tough competition so far. There's uh, there's B, Mark E. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Corey was not uh, shameless enough to pick the, his own band. I also am not shameless enough to pick my own band. Uh, and Matt technically <laughs> is not shameless enough to pick his own band. <laughs> technically. And so... I figured I would go with the greatest band of all time, Nobuo Uematsu, the composer for the Final Fantasy series. Oh. Unless that maybe doesn't work at all, because I, I mean, there's, I have backup choices, but I mean, he's got, he's a master of all genres, man. There's so many different types of music he's made. There's haunting. Ooh. There's haunting. He's made, there's rocking tracks. There. Also, he, I mean, technically, he is also in a band called the Black Mages that plays Final Fantasy music. I am sure I mean, you he tell is me. famous enough, and that was the measuring stick that I used. So we're going to allow. You tell it. me. Uh, I I can pick anything. I, I have other. I have backup choices. Hey, little Cap and Travis, you tell me. You're looking at a man who built built an episode and is like, "This isn't going to work with these idiots." <laughs> I can. <laughs> ben looks down at his notes about guitar solos and is like, <laughs> <laughs> "There's a lot of events, and I'm going." I have to... no problem going with another one. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Grant, you have to pick another band, but I'm going to let you sub in that guy's name, uh, no, Nobuo Uematsu. Nobuo Uematsu. Uo, Nobuo Uematsu. If he can, you can, you're allowed to sub him in. Uh, I'll figure out how many times later. And Matt, okay. to be fair then, call up Frank Cream in the Dream Machine, tell him to get out of the audience and get suited up, put the pads on. They're allowed to sub in if the event suits. I've got like five bands to tag in anytime I need. I'm good to go. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So these are the content. Oh, Grant, wait. Who is your no. who is your backup? 
I'll, which is your front I'll just pick Weird Al. I'll just pick Weird Al. <laughs> All right, Weird Al. So a tag team duo of Weird Al and Nobuo Uematsu. Uh, <laughs> I should have predicted that. Okay. The first event in the Battle of the Bands. We're going to start off easy. Uh, it is a guitar solo. So, Corey, uh, what kind of solo are we going to get from uh, Ringo Starr? Uh, it's going to be a very percussive solo, if you know what I'm saying. Um, perhaps, uh, perhaps I'll call up, uh, my, my crew, cause I was in a little band, Ringo was in a little band called Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, 1596 <laughs> I was in a little band called Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, and so, uh, uh, I would lay down a beat and whoever was the guitarist for that would, uh, would probably do something that was Someone. jaunty and inoffensive. <laughs> okay, so you got a jaunty and inoffensive solo. That's the first mm-hmm. one out. All right. Uh, in the order that they came in, uh, Bismarck, what you going to do? Bismarck E. <clears throat> then you could, I, I hope there are many uh, of these competitions that oh, involve various instruments. Well, there's a whole bunch. We've got like 20 things, solos. 20 events. Because the party ripping, uh, never tripping king of crowd pleasers can make any noise with his mouth. So okay. he's going to, he's got a guitar solo. Easy. I mean, even when he does that, uh, you know, that's kind of like a, that's got guitar, you know, electronic guitar. Sounds exactly like an electronic guitar. Notes. I thought that you just got yeah, out an electronic exactly. guitar right now. In the 80s, you know, that's how guitars sounded with all the synths and stuff back then. So, okay. Yeah. Beatbox he guitar solo. a guitar solo. All right. And uh, Weird Al and or Nabua Uematsu, what kind of a uh, guitar solo do you have from your band? Well... Do you like Eddie Van Halen? Sure. Do you like someone sounding like Eddie Van Halen? Probably, if you like Eddie Van Halen. So how about the guitar solo from Eat It, played by Rick Derringer, who was pretty much just sort of uh, doing his take of the Eddie Van Halen solo from Beat It. Yep. Uh, Okay, that makes sense because Weird Al is not a solo act, even though it sounds like a solo act, because, of course, Rick Derringer... He's got a band. Okay, all right, um... I am going to say that that Weird Al gets first place uh, with a real guitar. Episode over. Matt, get us out. Uh, (laughs) uh, If we're going by real guitar, the inoffensive guitarist uh, from the Rory Scoville's band, uh, fielded by uh, Ringo Starr, uh, gets second place. And a very close third, very close third, because I am a big Biz fan, and I'm sure he would have done a great job. Uh, is the Biz Marquee. Uh, event two, as scheduled, is the beatbox. We're going to go in reverse order this time. Uh, Weird Al, what you got for a beatbox? Uh, let's see. Weird Al, is there any actual beatboxing that he does? Well, there is, I mean, there's a song called Twister, which is like a Beastie Boys sound-alike kind of thing. And I don't think there's any actual beatboxing, but there very easily could be. So I'm going to just say, imagine if you beatboxed the song Twister by Weird Al. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Um, As we're going back up the chain, uh, Biz, do you think you can pull off a beatbox? Maybe he plays the song Make the Music with Your Mouth, Biz. Uh, He introduces himself as the human beatbox. Uh, This one, I, I don't... I don't think I need to go into depth of how uh, the original B.I.Z. would dominate this one, uh, but I will let Grant and Corey uh, uh, fight it out for second place. 
I mean, he's got lots of stuff he can do with his mouth. He's got make the music with your mouth, make love with your mouth, <laughs> eat the sandwich with your mouth. I mean, there's, he's got a whole oeuvre, uh, is my understanding. Make just love with, the mouth. with your mouth, Biz, the Biz Marquis mm-hmm. hit. Make, mm-hmm. make love to the sandwich with your mouth, Biz. <laughs> okay. I guess, although we didn't get in, okay, yeah, it, this is probably is uh, a, a, a battle for second place. Uh, what does, uh, what does Ringo have, uh, what, what's, what's his entrance, his entry for the beatboxing competition? For the beatboxing competition, uh, Ringo, who's just so pleased to be outliving the rest of the Beatles, uh, <laughs> he, he walks up and just chuckling Two to himself, to he starts saying, bide your time, boys, bide your time, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> chokes on, chokes on his, uh, his water with a slice of lemon on it and his, uh, his, his percussive and, um, uh, insensible British accent sounds a little bit like a beatbox performance. Okay. Somewhere so... in there he starts talking about octopuses under the water and no one understands it, but <laughs> it's Ringo. You smile and you clap. So there was yeah. a thing, and then Grant's was imagine if there was a thing. I'm going to go with the real one. Yeah. So uh, Ringo gets uh, second place, and uh, Weird Al gets uh, third I mean, place. Your imagination can take you anywhere, Ben. I don't know if you realize <laughs> the power of That's the true. imagination. That's true. Uh, that's that's true. The imagination is very powerful. So we are still in what I'm going to call the classic era, uh, and the next event is a rock ballad that makes uh, middle-aged women feel like they're 17 again. Uh, let's start with the Biz Marquee. What kind of rock ballad on this arena tour do you have that's going to make middle-aged women feel? This one's simple. I think he, as as heard from one of his many collaborations with uh, the the Beatstie Boys. Uh, he does his classic rendition of Benny and the Jets. Mm, a, a classic Benny, ballad. Benny, Benny and the Jets. Yep. Uh, okay, all you know, right. That one. Okay, Ringo, uh, what kind of a rock ballad do you have that's going to have the, uh, the old ladies in the crowd uh, screaming and throwing things on stage? Ringo uh, gets out his Pokeball, and he goes... Um, Ringo's All-Star, Ringo Starr and the All-Star Band, I Choose You. And he, he tags out his current band for the All-Star Band, uh, 1989 to present. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Ringo Starr and his All-Star, both both stars with two R's. Two double R's. Double R's mm-hmm. each time. Um, he points this out on his way up to, uh, to start singing the rock ballad. And uh, Ringo Starr and his All-Star Band, uh, they pull out a... a, 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 a an acceptable, you know, um, lengthy rock ballad. And uh, Ringo um, winks at some of the uh, the elderly ladies in the audience, and he's like, "I once was. I used to live in Croydon," and it's just it's just the most beetly thing they've ever heard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're eating it up. Anytime you reference Croydon, middle aged ladies, whew, they crazy. love it. All right, Grant, uh, how why does Weird Al deserve uh, to be the best at the event of wooing the the ladies? Yeah, I don't know that he does. I mean, I've been racking my brain this whole time trying to think of a song in which he mentions Croydon, but he, I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he has one. So I'm going to go with Weird Al's uh, classic song, Don't Download This Song, uh, which is classic rock ballad uh, type of uh, type of feeling. Mm. Uh, okay. Biz is going to edge you out in the rock ballad. You get second. And Ringo, I'm sorry, but you were in Castlecombe, Wiltshire. Uh, and uh, <laughs> mentioning Croydon really backfired. That's uh, how we pronounce it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it might be. They, they skip half of their syllables. We don't know. Right. Uh, the next event is whoring. So classical band activity <laughs> whoring. Uh, you don't have to ex- graphically tell me what you're doing, but just explain why you would win this, co- this event in the Battle of the Bands. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with Ringo again. Ringo? This is easy. When it comes to whoring, I just have the police stop pushing the women back. (laughs) (laughs) It's not an active uh, decision. It's just, it's like, stop fighting it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just become passive and then it happens. That's that's a pretty good point. He is a beetle after all. Um, All right. Uh, uh, Hey, hey, hey. He was also in the Plastic Ono band, Ben. 69 to uh, don't, 70. Don't, don't blow your whole wad right now, buddy. You gotta. You only have so many bands that you can pull from here. But, uh, yes, that was all true. of them, and Plastic. I need to rotate through those for the rest of <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Nobuo Uematsu slash Weird Al, um, why do you think that that combo wins the event of whoring? Well, uh, Weird Al, uh, famously a pretty clean-cut image. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't think... That he'd be into whoring, and you would be correct. But Nobuo Uematsu, as far as you know, is the king of whores. He is the undisputed king of whores, and none of you have any information that can possibly counteract that. As far as you know, he won the Nobel Prize for how many whores he had. It it wasn't even one of the categories. They just gave him one. They just gave him one. They just gave him an old one for medicine that they had lying around. So here, you take it. <laughs> According to this recent entry in Wikipedia, edited from uh, Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> turns I mean, out, it's an IP range score. It could be anywhere. It's an IP range. It, it says Nobuo Uematsu. It just said all the whores. Mm-hmm. The whole article. Just It's almost as if someone went, control A, control X, all the whores <laughs> safe. It's almost uh, like that happened. <laughs> all right. Legendary. Legendary whoremonger, legendary cocksmith, Nobuo Uematsu. Um, mm-hmm. Really, that's tough, you know. tough competition for Ringo. All right, Biz Marquis, wh- why, why would the Biz and or Frank Cream and the Dream Machine be legendary uh, horse slayers uh, on tour? Well, I mean, if I was going to, if I really wanted to win this, I would call in Trog from Frank Cream and the Dream Machine, legendary horsemith. But uh, perhaps not famous enough for our audience yet. Uh, so, obviously, the Bismarck key, the diabolical, uh, if you've ever heard his song, uh, What Comes Around Goes Around, I think he clearly talks about, uh, he kind of lays it down how he is the, the ultimate ladies' man. You know, Cutie's pampering him with champagne and roses mm-hmm. as he thinks to his, himself, thank God for showbiz. Girlies, girlies are throwing him rhythm. He's drinking and thinking who will be his victim. But the best part about the song is that, you know, this this girl that used to diss him uh, because now he's made it, wants to come over and, you know, whisper in his ear. So he says, mm. uh, yep, get your coat. We could shoot north. Took her to the crib. Cold knocked her boots off after I got it. Yo, I never did call back thinking how she used to front like she was all that. So, yeah, I mean, the dude uh, is, is a straight player and... He can do crazy things with his mouth. I'm just going to use that for every one of these. That's answers. true. Grant did already volunteer that he had a hit with "Make Love with Your Mouth." Uh, yeah. He never met a rhyme he wouldn't slant. Uh, starting the craze of oral sex. Uh, that whole thing started with, in the '80s. So, uh, hey, 
I don't think you can mess with the beetle here. Corey's going to get first place, or Ringo rather. Nabula, legendary cocksmith, second place. I mean, it's hard <laughs> to top Biz. Biz slays for sure. He slays for days, as they say. But uh, uh, I think that we're going to have to go in that order, that we go Ringo in first place, uh, Nabua in second place, and uh, the Diabolical in second place. Or, sorry, third place. Can't have two second places. The next event, the great, all the greats have a legendary controversy, whether it's the Mudfish incident with Led Zeppelin or a similar thing with another uh, huge band. So what controversy, or why do you think that your band deserves to win the event of having a legendary controversy? Um, let's start with Weird Al this time. So Weird Al, uh, not to quote myself from like five minutes ago, but Weird Al... <laughs> Pretty clean-cut image. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty squeaky clean guy. Except when he's parroting your songs against your will. Uh. Which he did famously to Coolio, even though it was really just a misunderstanding. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. He parodied Coolio's song, Gangsta's Paradise, and he turned it into Amish Paradise, and Coolio was unhappy. And at that point in time, Coolio was important and big. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That was He has the capability, probably by being so squeaky clean, of creating a huge controversy. Yeah. And he's he's not done, folks. He, so, yeah. He took him down, and Coolio, uh, after that, his career was never the same. He was starring in movies like Fat Beach. And by starring in, I mean appearing <laughs> in for like five seconds, but he's on the cover of it because they just want you to buy the movie. That's the quality of movie it is. I'm not speaking from personal experience <laughs> at all. <laughs> You don't have the Blu-ray on your on the shelf behind you. We right didn't now. in high school buy both the VHS and the DVD of this. <laughs> Wait, that didn't happen. What was and we didn't watch it like five times. What was anyway. Coolio's album he put out right after this? Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair. <laughs> I, I think that was the, I think that, that was it. That, that was Coolio. I think uh, the hubris. Biz Marquis, why do you deserve to win the, or why do you think that he would win Legendary Controversy? That was right after uh, Biz's album, uh, Look Upon My Mouth, Ye Mighty in Despair. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this one's a no-brainer. Uh, in 1991, Biz puts out a song, I Need a Haircut. Innocuous, mm. right? It was probably a song mm -hmm. that we all have never heard of. Yet, yeah. There's because a reason. Because it sampled the Gilbert O'Sullivan song Alone Again Naturally. Uh, it was it was part of a landmark uh, court case that said, uh, particularly in hip-hop, but uh, musicians can't just use samples of other music uh, in their work without clearing the sample or you know paying for it and getting the rights. So they had to pull that song, but uh, it fundamentally changed the landscape of hip-hop and sampling music because guess what? Uh, you can't just take other people's music and put it in your song, um, which is why our theme song is completely cleared, uh, not unlike those first uh, Stairway to Heaven theme songs that we had in our podcast in the early days. <laughs> <laughs> Stair yes. <laughs> stairway, to, stairway to legal advice, legal it was called. Yeah, it was just because it was a seven-minute-and-50-second like second long sample of <laughs> Stairway to Heaven that went from <laughs> start to the finish of the song. Are, so what? Are we got so dubious what? legal advice. That's artistic. That's free use. Come on. It's we fair use. We cut three seconds off the front and the back. You couldn't uh. even tell what song that was. But yeah, basically, thanks to Bismarcky, we can't 
you do our original Stairway to Heaven uh, ripoff. Uh, so yeah, that's a controversy. A legendary controversy, indeed. Uh, why do you think, uh, Corey, that Ringo would win legendary controversy? Tagging back in Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. Uh, one time, <laughs> uh, Ringo, star, two R's, uh, and Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, they all dressed up like Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. and did that mudfish thing. <laughs> uh, Rory, Rory had a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, that was a pretty legendary move. Uh, we're going to go Ringo, Biz, and then Weird Al in that one. So first place to uh, Ringo, second to the Biz, and third to Weird Al. Um, and next event in, we'll call it the last of the classic era events, uh, drug use. And folks, we're not talking about uh, uh, marijuana. That's uh, That doesn't count as drugs. Um, cocaine is some big points or anything harder than that. Um, or get cr- feel free to get crazy with it. Um, tell me why Weird Al Huff's paint. I don't know. But we're going to start with the biz. Uh, why would Biz win the event of drug use? Now, I'm pretty sure Biz is clean from a conventional drug standpoint. <laughs> um, but the inside track, if you read the Beastie Boys book, is that uh, the dude was hooked on candy. And that's kind of a drug, right? Like an addiction to uh, to sugars and sweets. Look at addiction the obesity candy. epidemic that yeah. sweeps... Uh, the nation. That's a strong, strong start. So Ringo, uh, drug use, <laughs> uh, starting with candy from the Bismarck Key. Nowhere to go but up. Uh, what, why would Ringo win the event of drug use? <laughs> well, I'm going. We to, also uh, have sober Weird Al pretty much coming to, to round right. this out, but we'll see what happens. Here. I'm not going to okay. try too hard, but I am going to spin the wheel over to the Plastic Ono Band, 69 to 70. Uh, I'm just going to point at Yoko Ono and be like, "You think that's natural?" <laughs> All right, that's probably fair. That's uh, She Huffs Paint, I think. Um, from what I heard, I have, I have reliable sources that she allegedly huffs paint. Uh, Grant, uh, why, would, what, why would Weird Al uh, win such an event? Now they say rock and roll is satanic and that it'll, you know, turn all, the, turn all your kids gay and evil and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out that's true. I mean, Weird Al seems like his lyrics are very clean uh, and kid-friendly, but... There's at least like two or three times where he mentions beer. Uh, there's no more time for crying over spilled milk. Now it's time for crying in your beer. He mm-hmm. just said beer. So he promotes Whoa. That makes me want a beer and I don't even drink. I hope there was like a parental advisory sticker on that album. No, I, they to- he dared me to be stupid and he was right. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to go Ringo in first place, Weird Al in second, and the biz, <laughs> uh, the, can- the legendary candy liquor... <laughs> This marquee, uh, uh, wrong legendary candy liquor, but um, uh, yeah, we're gonna go biz in third place there. Uh, okay, that's the end of the classic era. Now, if they were to survive in today's world without the big record com- company contracts, it's a different world, and they need to self promote. So, self promotion slash social media use. You know, it's true. Taylor Swift doesn't have to get on uh, Twitter and beg people or try to do crazy antics on Instagram, TikTok, what have you. But if you're a new band coming up, you certainly do. So if that were the case, why uh, or how would your artist make this happen? Let's start with Weird Al. He's he's done lots of different stuff uh, over the years. I mean, he's got he does 
I assume. I don't really even know, but I assume he probably has a Twitter account. Uh, but what he does that a lot of other people don't is he'll make a lot of uh, guest appearances on TV shows and he'll do little jingles and things. Like, uh, just looking down a list here, uh, he was on The Simpsons. He did a parody of uh, Jack and Diane called Homer and Marge. Uh, he's done, let's see, he was on 30 Rock. He was, let's see, My Little Pony, Epic Rap Battles of History, Comedy Bang Bang, Wonder, I mean, he was, on, it was part of that, that show, uh, Wonder Over Yonder, whatever the hell that is, he was on it and did a little song for him. Okay, uh, so cross promotion. Milo Murphy's Law, don't know what that is, but he did the theme song from Spy Hard, from okay. Spy Hard. <laughs> He did the theme song from Spy Hard. <laughs> That's pretty good stuff. That is all stuff he did. He shows up everywhere. Maybe shows up not everywhere. how he would do, but uh, it does show that he he doesn't just rely on his main game. So he's... That's, how, that's how he does it. He, go, he goes everywhere. He's everywhere you look. He's okay. everywhere you look. Okay, we're going to history to say, hey, he's got the track record to adapt to this new environment. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to the biz. So the biz, why would he, how would, how, would he thrive? Tell me why he would thrive in today's environment. He Self-promotion. would thrive, and, and we have to say would because he's not alive, and I bring that up, and I know that I can't. That points ch- for me and Ringo, I mean, me and Ringo right there. I know we should I, get points <laughs> just for being alive, come on. I know I can't go back and change uh, <laughs> Ben's ruling, but the dude died of a diabetic coma uh, because of his candy addiction. It killed him. It literally killed him. He's the only one to die from his addiction. His horrible vice. I digress. It's true. Uh, this is true. He's licking candy would in that heaven I could, right now. Would that I could change it. I would. He's got cro- your cross promotion all wrapped up. The dude is everything from like Yo Gabba Gabba to SpongeBob to working with uh, the Beastie Boys to being on uh, the Sharknado uh Sharknado 2, I think he was in. He threw out the first That's pitch the at an one. Oakland A's game. Like, uh, he's all about wow. uh, the cross promotion. So, um, yeah, I think, but the, the, what you see him doing is uh, with all the age groups. He's, you know, on the kids' shows. Like, he would obviously be a big hit, I think, on the social media, showing off his shoe collection and uh, various, probably, oh, uh, uh, vinyl collection. Um, he oh, was yeah. on that Quest Love uh, episode. Yep bragging about his vinyl collection like that hipsters love that stuff he's he's right in he's he's got his finger on the pulse let's put it that way okay all right biz has his finger on the pulse uh uh cory what do you got for the uh self-promotion slash social media modern how to make it with ringo the trick is ringo's gonna get on uh on twitter and he's just going to, he's old so he's just mm. going to tweet out misspellings of this is Ringo. Is this working? Bugger. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be a huge hit. Because that's all he's... Okay. Just daily he's going to say, Ringo here, is this working? Oh, crikey. And on ent- so an entire on. generation, now on TikTok, who grew up watching him as the conductor in Thomas the Tank Engine, uh, mm-hmm. he's got a built-in audience already. People already love him. Uh, it's going to go off on wi- like wildfire. He really will never know what he's doing. But uh, that Thomas the Tank Engine shit's going to take him far. Okay. All right. So you've made your arguments. I'm going to say uh, in last place, Ringo. Uh, not Thomas the Tank Engine. Not the biggest. Uh, not the biggest thing to get the numbers these days. Unfortunately, 
Toot toot, uh, kids. Toot toot. Uh, toot toot, it's Ringu. Uh, so, and, and losing out. So, first place is going to go to uh, Weird Al with the track record. It would have gone, could have gone to Matt if he only would have cited Frank Cream and the Dream Machine and their ability to put music out that gets on modern TV shows that we oh, already covered. God damn it. They've already they've doing done it. the soundtrack to pretty much every TV show that you can think of, as long as you can think of two and only one episode of each one of them. <laughs> They're and, ding dong doing it, folks. Yeah. And even if you knew their music, and heck, even if you made their music and watched the show, you wouldn't actually be able to tell when it appears in that show. <laughs> Nonetheless, it's there. Hey, we're, we're as, as we're, we have many events. We're gonna skip a, skip a few of these events. You guys have picked some strange groups, I have to say. In my head, there were there were some different things. Um, but you've picked something in in many ways unique to this next event. Which of your groups will survive a breakout solo career? <laughs> As you're all pretty much one name, at least name <laughs> acts. Uh, why why do you survive? Why why do you deserve to be the champ uh, of of this one? Let's start with Ringo. Like I said, I was in Ringo Starr and his all-star band, Two R's, Both Stars. There's um, two, st- mm-hmm. there, his name's in there twice already. But exactly. why, do you, why do you, like, how do you, like, well, get through this tragic well, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I was in Ringo Starr and his all-star band. I was in uh-huh. the, the Plastic Ono band. And mm-hmm. I was in a little band called Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. Just saying. You may what, have heard of that. <laughs> what, <laughs> what I'm saying is. <laughs> like that movie. All I got to do is, st- all I got to do is. All I gotta do is sit behind the drums and someone starts a band around me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Hey. Maybe it was my time in Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. <laughs> but if you've ever listened to any of the songs from Ringo Starr and his all-star band, you'll realize that people will just give him albums. That's the guy from Plastic Ono Band. Uh, and mm-hmm. You're right. So whatever happens, whatever kind of controversy you land on your feet, uh, oh, that's a, that's, a pretty good, that's a pretty good argument. Bismarcky... How do you survive a breakout solo career? <laughs> well, here's the thing. He's such a lovable, friendly guy. Everybody likes the biz. Everybody loves the biz. Ah, so everybody loves the biz. When he has to tell uh, MC Shane, Marley Marl, uh, Roxanne Shante, and, and, and the like, that he's going solo, leaving the Juice Crew, um, there, there is nothing but love for the biz. Like, nobody's going to have ill will for him going solo. And they also realize he's probably... Never gonna. He, they're pretty much gonna assume he might have one hit at best that people will uh, that will break through the public consciousness, and it'll be kind of like who's that fat guy throwing out the first pitch at the A's? Oh yeah, he's the guy who <laughs> sings that song. No one's jealous of that. Yep. Oh A's, you got what <laughs> yeah, I yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, indeed, uh, he can say that, and yeah, okay, uh, lovable and easy to uh, get along with. How, Grant, how do your how does your player survive a breakout solo career? Well, my whole stable of uh, of musicians over here has got. I mean, <laughs> we can you can break this and we'll explode into like a dozen different solo careers. I mean, just for Nobuo Uematsu and the Black Mages. First of all, Uematsu he's already got the solo career with the Final Fantasy composing, but you got Kenichiro Fukui on keyboards. You got Tsuyoshi Sakito. Fucking Keiji Kawamori, Arata Hanyuda, Michio Okamiya, and the list doesn't go on any further. Those are all of them. But they can all, you can all see how they can all easily just go solo, become huge. But 
even we're gonna ignore that. We're we're just putting that to the side. They're just gonna point that out. Weird Al uh, has his his band. He's got Steve J on bass. He's got Jim West on guitar, and he has John Bermuda Schwartz on drums. He's already got a nickname. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's already got a nickname. It's the it's built in. He's ready to go. I mean, from what I understand, industry insiders, you know, they've been they've been circling Weird Al for forty <laughs> years now, just waiting, trying to get their their mitts on John Bermuda Schwartz, just waiting for him to go solo. So he's That's, he's ready. He's a ready made package. Take you straight to the straight straight to the moon. Yeah. Okay, that's a good He's got point. a nickname already. What more do you need? <laughs> Both your bands, it's full of people who can who can handle a uh who could take a solo career themselves. They could take the solo. They could take the solo. Uh yeah. and, Suyoshi uh, Sakito. So, you know, Weird Al leaves, Schwartz is no problem. He's got no problem. He's he knows he's gonna land on his feet too. So that's a good point. All strong arguments. Uh just due to the fact that I'm I think Corey's pretty much right that anyone, if he sits down to play drums, everyone's a band will form around him. That's, yes, it's a pretty strong claim. He's like, I've been trying to retire for years. Yeah. I can't sit down. He sees a seat and then like, so there's a drum like nearby, and he's like, I better not sit near that or someone. Yeah, yep. It's a good point. I'll be in the Foo Fighters again. <laughs> Sleep standing up. Uh, hey, and. Uh, the Biz, yep, uh, lots of goodwill in second place, and absolutely true that it's a, Grant's got a, a deep stable of hose, and uh, <laughs> he doesn't need his bottom bitch. He's got it. He's got the stable. That's how he keeps. On, he stays on Full the street stable. and makes that money. Um, yeah. Let's go with uh, some kind of random. I mean, when things. I said the name Nobuo Uematsu, you were pi- you were picturing like a big hat with a giant feather in it, <laughs> long fur coat. Like that's what you're picturing instantly. At 100%. It was pimp game. Um, mm-hmm. So let's do some more random things. Uh, the next event is accompanying me on a shady Craigslist pickup. Uh, <laughs> why, why, why is your player uh, the one that's the, the best? I mean, the Biz is a large man. Uh, I he's think a large man. My competitors, he's got, obviously, you, you, you got some heft. Uh, with mm-hmm. you, he looks like a. He's built like a, a shady bouncer at a at a you know bad nightclub. So mm-hmm. uh, you got that. He's very sticky from all the candy. It's clear he's a very large and sticky entity. <laughs> you don't want to well. touch him. No, very sticky. <laughs> and uh, if uh, worse comes to worse, um, you know he can throw. He can make music with his mouth, but he can. A lot of not a lot of people know this. He can throw his voice. So they think that beatbox is coming from around the corner. They turn around, you guys can take off running and, and be gone. That's, uh, that's a good point. All right, okay. Bismarcky, strong argument. Uh, Ringo, uh, why, why would I pick you to accompany me on such a pickup? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over to the Plastic Ono Band, 69 to 70. And uh, here's the thing. Uh, when, when Yoko Ono is just being like a weird, like wet ring witch from like a Japanese horror movie all over the place being weird like no one's gonna be causing shit they're like what is going on they're just so put off just thought of her like that yes she keeps counting to eight yeah 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 hey man hey man just take the thing and go I don't even want the ten bucks for it okay okay alright that's true she's pretty creepy out creep them I like it uh finally Grant uh what you got on a company 
me to a yeah, shady situation. I mean, I hate to promote one of my competitors, but I was going specifically with like the annoyance factor where Weird Al will be playing an accordion solo and making fart noises. Mm. <laughs> but you're not going to be more annoying than whatever noises Yoko Ono is making, whatever weird streaks she's doing. But he, I think Weird Al will, will carry, if he, if he wants to be annoying, I think he can easily do that and uh, make you just sort of, you know, Speed the process along. Okay, fine. Just get it and get out of Ringo's here. Ringo's just going to be sipping tea that someone gave me. He's like, she does that. She just does that. That's just her. <laughs> we can't stop her. Yeah. We've tried. We're trying right now. Still yeah. Doesn't matter. Call off your weird performance witch. I can't. That's her. She just does it. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go first place to Bismarcky because he is basically a Space Invaders bunker. Uh, if I needed to, I could hide behind him and shoot through him <laughs> until I get the saucer. Um, mm-hmm. Second place, a sticky space invaders, space invaders <laughs> very <bunker>. sticky, <laughs> very sticky indeed. Uh, second place, uh, Corey because he's bringing Yoko, and it is true that that is a great weapon. However, I might not get the uh, the box of vintage uh, random baseball cards because they might just jet when they see Yoko. Uh, it, it might queer the deal. Uh, finally, uh, Weird Al would be a great hang and great for the road, but uh, uh, I'll I'll take the other two. Uh, you were beaten by the best. Um, the next w- event, this just says Gnome Patrol. Gnome Patrol. Uh, uh, Corey, we'll start with you. Gnome Patrol. I think I was in that movie. <laughs> I think you were in that band. Uh, Biz Marquis, uh, Gnome Patrol. Biz just says... Gnome? Nah, man, that's too cold for me. I'll take third place. Okay. Uh, Weird Al, Gnome Patrol. Uh, yes, please. Yes, please. Um, all right. Uh, Corey, uh, first place. Grant, second. Matt, third. Because uh, <laughs> uh, gnome, gnome is a town in Alaska. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. Um, so. Okay, there are two events remaining. Uh, the next one, Summoning Satan. Uh, or uh, reasonable uh, facsimile. Um, Grant, you go first. Summoning Satan. Well, uh, certainly there would have to be, in these kinds of rituals, there would have to be some kind of uh, eerie, uh, evil-sounding musical accompaniment to really set the mood. Mm -hmm. You're not just going to do it in a silent room or in a room playing, like... You know Dolly Parton songs or something. You need you need that the musical setting to really give it. You know, it's like you take John Williams out of any of the movies he's done. Those movies suck <laughs> because you know if you take an important part of a, of a thing out of it, then it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> but the point remains: music is incredibly important. It is. Uh, and so Nobuo Uematsu can compose the shit out of some kind of evil, eerie sounding shit. I mean, this is play any true. Final game. This is true. There are some. Demon yeah. summonings that happen. Yes, this is true. Oh, yeah. Okay. He has is known for a soundtrack of summoning demons. All right. Yes. Uh, Biz, summoning Satan. Look, I'll keep it brief. He is a man uh, that goes by many monikers, but probably uh, the most famous is the Diabolical. Mm. Of, of diabolical. the bands that I'm battling with, there is no more Diabolical uh, than the Biz and... He's he's basically Satan's right hand man, as far as I know. As far as I can tell, yes. Uh, he's the diabolical B I Z M is A R K I E. Corey Ringo Starr summoning Satan. Uh, I've got him on speed dial. How do you think I got to <laughs> be this famous? <laughs> 
Ooh, once again. Once again, the star power is there. Uh, yeah, all right. He probably does have that contact. God damn it. Picking a beetle is stronger than I thought. Um, uh, Corey, oh, he picked all the beetles. Corey Grant Matt in that one. The last event, the Battle Royale. Uh, they just say, fuck it, let them fight. And uh, you guys all can pick up makeshift weapons. There's a rack of medieval weapons. Um, you can uh, make, you can do what you're going to do. You're all on stage and who wins? Tell me, uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves and, uh, and I'm going to award a winner. Look, Weird Al is a card-carrying nerd, and no card-carrying nerd doesn't know how to wield medieval weaponry. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? What do you think he spends his free time doing? Uh, Come on, this is like a this is a Weird Al contest, and guess who wins the Weird Al contest? Weird Al, not even the Beetle. The Beetle will win most contests, not the Weird Al contest. That's a good point. Uh... Rebuttal from uh, Ringo or the Diabolical? Ringo's not listening as he, um, Lone Wolf and Cub, starts transforming his uh, drum kit into a bunch of uh, weapons. (laughs) He just starts pulling, (laughs) just like the baby cart in Lone Wolf and Cub. He just starts, uh, uh, he he whips a symbol or two out, Ninja Star style, and uh, he pulls some of the, uh, uh, the drumsticks and supports, puts them together to make a big staff with a knife in it, and just starts running towards people screaming. Okay, okay. Uh, he has been sitting behind a drum kit for a long time. Surely he's got a weapon back there. Uh, Matt, what do you got with the Biz? Look, the Biz has already won one of these competitions by uh, virtue of his heft, size, and intimidation factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned he's sticky, which uh, obviously <laughs> is going to help in a fight. Um, but <laughs> he's clearly obviously. got... Obviously. Obviously. He's clearly got uh, a martial arts prowess as well, um, which I'm gleaning from his perhaps vaguely racist song, Chinese Food. Uh, but the dude is a, is, a, is a kung fu master. He's got the giant biz, uh, golden biz um, medallion around his neck that he spins off, and it actually becomes a weapon. It's like a throwing star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in one of his neck rolls... He pulls out, he's got nunchucks <laughs> hiding back there. That's just one of his neck rolls. You don't even know what else he's got in some of those others. I thought they were neck rolls, but they're nunchucks. All right. Uh, clearly, yeah. yes, Weird Al is a nerd. Um, he's going to get first place in this one. He knows how to use swords. Uh, Biz Marquis, second place. For sure, those are nunchucks. And in third place, Ringo Starr. Because uh, I got to imagine he lets other people do his fighting for him. But uh, let's see. We'll go like three, a two, and a one. All right. The Battle of the Bands wraps up thusly. All points have been awarded. Uh, third place, a mighty combination of Nobuo Uematsu and Weird Al Yankovic. <sighs> third place, valiant effort. You were shooting for third, right? You were shooting for third. I think it was. Yeah, we were, right? Very good. I mean, that's what I was shooting for, so. The crowd's cheering. If the cheerometer was the, the deciding factor, ooh, we, we might have had it. Uh, and it is. And it is. So I win. The Biz, Ringo. There's a drum roll. You look at each other. Is he doing it with oh, his wait, mouth? Sorry, yeah. You, <laughs> you, the drum roll for the last two drummers. And first place and the winner of the first annual Free Legal Advice Podcast Battle of the Bands, Ringo Starr. Ah, that's right. Take Incredible. That, me. 
Ringo won either a band competition or a popularity competition. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, that's why they play the game, folks. That's why they play the game. Hey, look. F Cream and the DM were technically <laughs> along the ride there. And uh, second place is the highest uh, any member of that band could have ever hoped for. So <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty pleased with that. So uh, when we do this next year in the second annual, will we all pick real bands that Ben was hoping we'd pick? Or yes. Or? yes. I thought you okay, might fine. pick... Dibs on Led Zeppelin second time around. Uh in my uh, head, you saw the events and thought, I'm going to need a whole band to have people, co- different members compete. <laughs> I also didn't explain that at all, so there you go. Yes. Well, little Captain Travis, uh, email us. If you wonder why Corey used three different Ringo Starr bands but never once used the Beatles. <laughs> he was in the what now? Email us. <laughs> he was in the... At freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. I mean, I've heard of the Quarrymen, but... Who are the Beatles? Uh, <laughs> daily content from the Corey Man, a daily picture of Ringo or of Yoko Ono, a new one that you haven't seen before. Each day, I promise you, <laughs> will be on Instagram. Each day, a new picture of Yoko Ono. Follow us on Instagram. We are Free Legal Advice Podcast or the Corey Man. And like Grant always says, follow us on Twitter. We're gonna we're gonna be sending out links to F Cream and the DM. Uh, support that band get those members uh, some royalties let's get some clicks going on their Spotify's uh, you can find all of those links uh, at Twitter we are at Free Legal Pod and if you like the show be the luckiest surviving member of a massively famous uh, group and it, it makes it easy to win all the shit <laughs> you didn't even need the Beatles you won it without them that's, a, that's a- Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 169. The pizza is my life thing. There's a lot of people that make their life about any kind of a thing, right? I mean, you get a hobby and you're a Mr. Guitar Guy and everything at your desk is a little guitar figurine and you got guitar shirts and all that stuff. But pizza? (laughs) I mean, you got something. Bless your heart and all that. That's great. Maybe if you're Chef but, Boy RD, if you're anyone else, uh, <laughs> you got a pizza tie, and yeah. everyone gives him a pizza hat for Christmas, or a pizza sweater, or a, his license plate says P Z I M L F. Please get that license plate. You gonna sing a song at the talent contest? Oh, it's about pizza, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The next person who tries to pronounce his license plate and doesn't get it, he's going to blow his head off in traffic. (laughs) Pizza milk. Pizza (laughs) milk. <laughs> Look, I got pizzamilf.com, but only to direct people. Back. It's he just says. to redirect people because they keep. <laughs> you guys are going to be shocked. Pizza, uh, milf. pizza milf gives you a lot of Google results. <laughs> oh, a bunch. Uh, pizza milf. I would, I would go to pizza milf. I bet their food is really good. More, more age appropriate for me, you know. It's, it's barely legal pizza. It's not this. It's weird now. So mm-hmm. pizza milf is more. Turn internet over.